What's going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, or a belated episode, let's say. I have been on a little bit of a hiatus, and the main reasons being is that, first of all, I've been on holidays with my family, which is something that is always needed to spend that quality time with my daughters and wife and to just hang out at the pool. We actually went back to Marbella, so Lee's parents have an apartment in a small little town. It's kind of in between Marbella and Estepona in Spain, and because they have that apartment, it's almost perfect for the kids because you have the amenities like a washing machine and a dryer and all of those things combined with a beautiful apartment, a lovely swimming pool, and we know pretty much all of like the restaurants and different places to go around that town. Plus we can go exploring and stuff, but it's when the kids are really small, especially so Lily is four right now and Nina is 15 months. So it's the perfect kind of place to go and to and to chill out with them without, you know, if you went somewhere completely strange or completely different, you have to figure out, you have to get your bearings, you have to get everything together, especially with kids. And then you can start to relax and have fun and to chill out versus if you understand exactly where you're going, you can kind of jump into that relaxation mode (laughs) a lot quicker, which is deadly. Although I know that Lee will be listening to this and she will say, you always give out and you always complain because you're always going to the same place every single year. I love adventure and I love going to new places because there's a big part of me that's very spontaneous and I love to travel and to look around and to go to new places but I totally get that when you have young kids when you have small kids going to somewhere that you know is definitely the best bet so we spent two weeks over there I was doing a little bit of work but not a crazy minimum work I tried to switch off as much as I could but the big element for this podcast or the big thing that I want to discuss is around the month of July and I've been thinking of different labels or what I would call this episode and I think I've just arrived at July made me cry (laughs) because it was a really tough month and I'll get into all of the different things that have happened Um, but yeah so I'm gonna roll the beautiful intro music let's do it So I don't wanna I don't wanna have too much in this episode and I don't want it to be inundated with everything that happened. So I'll break it up into a couple of different episodes instead. But the main topics are around first of all, obviously going on holidays and chilling out. I've always been of the mindset that when you go on holidays to use that time very diligently to Think about high-level vision stuff. So things like, where's Brian going to be in three, four, five years' time? What are my big goals? What do I want to accomplish? Why is Minicorp there? Is there other things that I need to think about that could potentially change things for me? Or or things that I'm not seeing because because of this? Because I think when, when you're in your day-to-day or when I'm in my day-to-day operations, I think um, get to the office, open up my laptop, and I just get in the game 
Like I'm, I'm going through emails. I'm thinking about, you know, different clients that we have, different products that we're building, all of this stuff that's just like in the trenches getting, getting stuff done. And I, I use the holiday time to reflect on what I've always, I've used this, um, this analogy of imagine you're in a submarine and the submarine is, um, you know, it's ticking along and you're kind of working away at your, your console in the submarine and you're, you're driving away, but all of the sea essentially looks the same. Um, that you need to every now and again just kind of to pop up the periscope and to look around and to make sure that the, the trajectory or where, where the submarine is heading is in line with what you thought you were heading towards. Because more often than not, you can end up going, you know, even if it's one degree or two degrees to the left or to the right, after a while that can end up to miles and miles and thousands of miles off, um, off where you wanted to land. So periodically kind of popping up the periscope and looking around gives you that clarity to say where I wanted to be versus where I actually am. Are they in line? What do I need to change? Or is there anything that I really need to think about here? So holidays really, they help me to do that because I try to stay away from my laptop as much as I can, or, or not necessarily my laptop, but to stay away from the nitty gritty ops of running a business and to think about those more high-level tasks. I think in this holiday, though, I, I kind of struggled a bit with switching off. Um, I think I have a very good understanding of what I want to accomplish right now, like in the next couple of years. And because of that, I found it difficult to kind of sit back and to think about things because I had a very clear picture. And so whenever I started to get into that mentality, I really wanted to pick up my lap laptop and to actually do things rather than to sit there and to think too much. Um, and then I started to think about, you know, growth, overall personal growth over the last while, especially, you know, in July and June. And the things that have happened so far in 2018, and I, I read a great, a great quote, and I think this could really help a lot of people. And that's, to measure yourself on who you were yesterday, to measure yourself today on, on what you've grown by or what you've improved since yesterday, on yourself since yesterday, rather than judging yourself on who other people are today. I think that that's really, really strong. And it's something that I've been applying to myself for not long, like maybe two or three weeks, but it really helps you to go, okay, it is now you know, so I'm recording this and it's Monday versus Sunday. So, so how have I grown as a person? And I think, I think about, you know, spending more quality time on the ground with my daughters, building blocks and things. Or I think about when I was in the office today, I, I kind of overcome, overcame this big obstacle by letting other people get involved in it rather than keeping it very close to my chest. Just really, really small things. But I think the the snowball effect of what that becomes is massive because it kind of slowly accumulates. And I do this the other way. I do this in a reverse engineering capacity. I think about, you know, if you really wanted to tackle a large problem, something that is absolutely huge, my first port of call is to deconstruct that, that huge item into, let's say, a group of four or five bigger tasks, or sorry, not bigger tasks, smaller tasks, but still big and then to deconstruct each of those to a little smaller and to a little smaller and to a little smaller until what you're left with is these really small, obtainable, bite-sized nuggets that you can accomplish on a daily basis. So I think it's almost the reverse of that. <laughs> um, 
and yeah, so I guess there's been there's been a, a ton of growth for me in the month of July, especially. So so when we think about the, the big elements that I've taken note of, first of all, we launched our first ever Minicorp event, woohoo, which is absolutely deadly. And I'm really glad that I did because it was a big challenge for me. It's always it's always worrying kind of putting your foot out there and saying I'll give this a shot and I'm not sure if anybody will turn up or maybe some people will turn up or what this will reflect like. But having that challenge and having that um, just get out there and do it type of thing really pushed it forward. And the event was like, it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. I think other people really enjoyed it. It brought a lot of really great people together and celebrated celebrated people who create products and, and build businesses. And that's like when you think about it, the people that do that job it's hard like it's straight up hard to build businesses and I know it is and I know it's I know it's a part it's a part of a person it's a part of your passion and and the need and the want to do it but still just you know chilling out with like-minded people and having great conversations is a great way to 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 talk about both the the wins and the losses in business and to know that people aren't there with um you know, that they're not consciously judging you in any way. They're going, oh my God, you went through that as well. That's that's class. Can you can you help me with this problem and that problem? Because I'm going through these and they're quite similar. And all of that, like for people all to come together in that capacity, I think is deadly. So our first event was on in House in Dublin and we're going to continue to hold it within that venue and we're actually going to make it a monthly event as well. And it's for everyone, like it's not just for people, you know, who create products and build businesses, it's also for people who are contemplating building products or, you know, for people who are just thinking about maybe becoming an entrepreneur or they don't know what's involved and want to get closer or more proximity to startups and businesses and things, come to the event and say hello to people. It's really about getting out of your comfort zone and meeting and having the chats and the banter and everything with as many people as you can. Um, so it's absolutely open to everyone. Our next event, so because it's going to be monthly, our next event is going to be on the 21st of August and it'll be in-house as well. So I'll leave a link to that event. So we have like a meetup.com page where you can just subscribe and say, I'm going to the event and grab your ticket or grab your place. So I'll leave a a link to that in the description of this podcast. And it's like when I reflect on what happened in our first, in in the first event, you know, you get there and you just, you have all this space, right? So you've, you've kind of booked out this area of a pub and you look around and you're like, wow, this is going to be really difficult to fill this full of people. And then I guess a little bit kind of anxious, but lots and lots of people turned up and thank you to everybody for all of the support it was it was absolutely deadly there was investors and designers and engineers and entrepreneurs and they were all hanging out in order to accomplish the thing that we set out to do and that's just for people to have great conversations and to get to know each other it wasn't a type of event where it's you know that you would have somebody present and and to give a talk on a specific subject matter or anything like that. I think there's a time and a place for that, and and I love them. I love going to those talks, but I really wanted to create an event where it was more around people just getting to know other people who are creating awesome things. So that event is deadly, and I'm really proud of us. I'm really proud of the team. Really proud of myself. 
and I can't wait to see what that snowballs into. Next one is on the 21st of August. Please make sure you're there. I guarantee you, you will love it. So the second big thing is the launch of our new branding. So in Minicorp, we finally launched our branding, which is deadly. I love it. Woo! It is, I love everything about it. Um, we launched our new website, which showcases, you know, in such a better light, all of our accomplishments and everything that we've done to date. It's almost like we've kind of grown up as a company and we've had all of these successes, but they've all been behind a curtain somewhere. And the new website and the, and the branding and everything that we're doing is a way to boil and bubble all of that greatness to the top and to shout from the rooftops of, we're Minicorp, we are amazing at creating product and here is our track record and things that we've accomplished. You know, like we've, crazy little statistics have started to come out because, well, well, you have to, as you start to write all the content for the website, you're, you're looking at all the different things that you've accomplished and statistics like we've had a 58% success rate in Minicorp and you go, what does that mean? You know, what, what is a success rate for an early stage product company? And what we would quantify as a success is, you know, let's say somebody comes in with an idea or a concept and that's all it is at the very beginning is just something that's in their head and they've dreamed it up, dreamt it up or, or thought about it, but there's nothing tangible. There's nothing that has been created as of yet. And to take that idea from that small little, you know, epiphany or that, that small little um, light bulb moment all the way through to you know, finding the target market, launching it, creating the MVP, creating the designs, nurturing it, listening to growth and analytics and everything and, and iterating on the product and continually building more and more and more versions until we get it right. We kind of do that with our clients over a period of about a year to a year and a half. And it's, that, it's, it's at that point, really, when we start to see things like the, the idea becoming profitable, like the, the business is now starting to generate money, it's starting to become a self-sustaining entity, or in some cases, it, the, the business needs investment. And we, we often urge our clients not to gain investment at the very conceptual side of things, um, but to try and to validate as many of the assumptions as you can before you before you raise that investment. And the reason that we do that is because the more that you validate, the more that the, the business becomes valuable, um, the more valuable the business is, the more equity you get to retain when you start to raise money into the company. So it's it's better to keep it later. It's, it's better to keep it as bootstrapped as possible until it's absolutely vital for the business to have investment. Um, so it's, it's really those two areas that we would quantify as success once they become profitable enough or once they become once they've raised investment and they are now starting to hire their own structure in-house, so their own technical team, their own design team, all of that crack is happening in-house. And Minicorp is used sometimes to, you know, to hire great people, find great people for that product, for that business, and also to um, to formulate, to, to, to hand over everything that we've created and to almost pass the baton and to say to the next team, go and run and go and make it as successful as you possibly can. Which is sad because, you know, wipes tears from eyes. It's kind of, it's like watching your child go off to college or to leave the house or whatever. But at the same time, 
it's kind of awesome to think that they're going on to bigger and better things and they're all grown up, <laughs> I guess. I know they're crazy statistics. Like, so right now we've we've generated over 2 million euros plus in, in revenue for our clients' products alone. Like that statistic in, in its own is, is pretty feckin' huge. Like we've been alive for about three years now and to generate that amount of money for um, really, really early stage companies, like just ideas and, and to, to kind of slowly turn them to that is, is absolutely brilliant. And we've helped clients to raise investment, to close rounds, to, to find investors, to do all of these um, really hard tasks. Like I, I, I think a lot of people really talk about gaining investment into a business as something that's really easy to do. It's, it's not. It's so, it's so hard. Because you want to connect the right investor with the right company. You want to make sure that the right terms are correct. You want to make sure that the whole business is set up in order to take that investment very cleanly, that there's good term sheets, that there's good, you know, all of these types of um, legalities and structures to a business to make sure that when that investment comes in, um, there can be follow-on rounds and, and the whole thing is set up to do so. So we've learned a ton and I guess the launching of that branding has kind of really kicked us up a gear and kicked us up a gear in a sense of it's it's not just about the development and the design of the products that we're creating now. A lot of it is fallen falling into the sides around that. So, excuse me, why don't I learn to put that on silent? Side A would be concept side um, before we start designer development. How do we really make sure that the market or the place in which we're going to launch this idea is going to accept it favorably. And what I mean by that is, um, what do I mean by that? Let me think. Accept it favorably, favorably in a sense of, are there customers there? Do we know there's customers there? Is there any testing we can do? Is there any preliminary um, research we can do? All of that um, nuggets of wisdom to help guide us in the design stage of the product to understand the customers, the demographic and everything of that product a little bit better. Then on the other side of it, we've kicked up a gear in the growth and, and measurement side of our business. So that's things like we, we tend to only really have a engineering or development sprint of about four to six weeks. We, we don't really like to go longer or shorter than that. But then after that, we tend to ask our clients to to be very quiet, to not change anything in the product, to not touch the product at all, to allow us to get measurements as to how the users are using the product. Are they using the features in the way that we thought that they would? Are they using some features over others? What are the types of people that are using those features um, to really to sit back and to just listen? And I think a lot of a lot of really strong products can can get that right. It's about gaining a baseline of the, the customers or the type of clients that are using the product. And then it's about really listening to their feedback about how they're interacting with it, the features they're using, you know, maybe, maybe they're using a feature A a lot more than feature B, but you are 100% sure the feature B was going to be the thing, but it's not the thing. So it's it's all of that. And then after that four weeks of growth and measurement listening, we'll kind of present back to our clients of saying, here's, here's the lay of the land and here's how people are using the product. We should do X, Y, and Z in version number two. Do we agree with that? And I think if I was to use an analogy in this context, what, what I would say is 
you know, imagine you had your MVP or your version one product of your mobile app in your hand, and then you just kind of threw it into a really dark room full of people. And you've no idea how people are using it or what they're doing. You know, the lights are off and you, you just, you've no idea how they're using it. That sounds like madness, right? Like if you, if you had a, if you had a physical shop and you had people, you had customers doing that, you just don't watch your customers. You don't look at how they're interacting with your product at all. That's madness. Why is it different for digital products? So those two areas are really where we're kind of kicking it up a gear. Um, but yeah, so so the branding, the, the main two shout outs that I'd like to do here is first of all to a company called Workgroup and they, they have really facilitated this whole branding exercise. The reason that we selected them or found them was through Colin Harmon in 3FE and some other people around the design world in Dublin. And we wanted a company that really understood us, got to know us, um, understood what we were trying to accomplish and to really spend time to extract or extrapolate from us what, what we wanted this branding to look like or to feel like. And I have to say the whole exercise, the whole feeling of it is really, really great. It's really positive and it's really, um, I don't know, it's kind of, it's, it's heartwarming in a sense because I think so much of branding and so much of, of a company's identity is really in, engraved into it at, at its inception. And to be tasked with a branding exercise, let's say three years into the company's um, life, you know, there's a lot of kind of different areas that the branding company needs to navigate and to get to know the founders, to get to know, you know, why was the, why was the company set up and what, what were they trying to accomplish and, and everything around that. So I think they did that very well. And I'm, I'm really chuffed and really happy with the branding. The second shout out would be to a gent by the name of Al Higgins, who was the photographer that we used in order to get some really good photos of the team and the space and, and our office. And, you know, just to really depict a good understanding of what life in Minicorp is like. So thank you to both of those companies. You guys are absolute gents and I cannot wait to work with you again in the future. I will leave links to both of those guys as also in the description. Um, and then the next real thing is around just kind of the, the business development drive that I've been doing for the last month. And I think that, I don't know, I, I really enjoy business development. I really enjoy getting to know customers and building relationships and understanding what our strengths and weaknesses are and how we can improve and so on. Um, one of the biggest benefits to or one of the biggest additions to our business development at Minicorp has actually been this podcast. A strange number of people listen to this podcast and I say strange in a sense that I didn't really think that so many people were going to listen to it and I'm proud and I'm I'm chuffed that you guys do and I want to say a big heartfelt thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast and I hope that people you know really gain valuable information from it that is literally the whole point of it even existing it's it's not from a business development point of view that i thought that we were going to arrive here but i'm glad that we did the second big thing on on the bd for me has been putting myself out there a lot more so i've been doing talks in in we work um in we work they they've really started to to get businesses talking to each other better and stronger. So I asked them to to hold an event where, you know, each company could just say a quick 
five minutes, hey, hello, this is us, this is what we do, which has worked really well for us in Minicorp. And I think I'd like to do that every month if I could. Something along those lines where you're getting to know the different companies that are within the co-working space that we're in and they're getting to know us and we can all figure out how we can help each other because it's the whole reason that we're in a, in a space like that. And then I was down in Built in Cork because the awesome, the wonderful DC um, asked me to be on a like a fireside chat with um, lots of really great entrepreneurs. So it's great, it great to hang out with them and to have a conversation and, and for more people to get to know me and to have those chats. And I'm just, I'm really thankful for those opportunities. I think the more that I get to tell my story, I just hope that people are getting really good value from it. So it's it's been a really good thing from business, from business development, but it's also, it's really helped me to challenge myself and to get better at public speaking and so on. Um, and then I guess the last two things from from a BD point of view have been, first of all, it's all of this is really a team effort. So as I start to become less involved in engineering and writing code and everything, it's because other people within the team are helping me to do that. They're taking some of my tasks or taking some things that I would do. Maybe I wouldn't do them very well. I have to hold my hands up there because I'm a good engineer, but I'm not a great engineer. Um, but the whole thing has been such a team effort and we're getting to a point where I've always wanted to be, where all of the team are cross-pollinating information, everyone's talking to each other. It just it feels like a really good vibe, like a really good vibe where I'm proud. I'm proud of everything. Um, and then also we're just, we're making the right decisions for the product. So when you think about how our prioritization of, of elements come in the Minicorp company, for a client, our first thing would be the actual product itself. That product is number one, then second of all, the Minicorp team, and then third of all, the client themselves. And so for a client, it can be really disheartening or, or kind of turny offy because, hey, I'm the one that's paying all the money, but you're not really giving me the attention. But I think in the in the grander scheme of things, in the whole macro side of things, the, the time and effort needs to be spent on the product in order for the product to become successful to make the client happy in the longer term. So by us making the right decisions based on the product rather than um, client gratification, things start to work out so much better um, and so much clearer in, in how we make decisions. So that's really, really good. And I guess that is it for this episode. So I hope you really enjoyed it. And as you can see, We've had a ton of stuff on in July and it's been a lot of fun. One more thing actually on the business development side is that check out a project management piece of software called Asana, which is what we use in Minicorp. But I've started to do um, sales pipelines. So I'll set up a couple of funnels, things like, you know, um, contact made, um, had a meeting, um, what else would be there? Quotation sent and then contracts and invoices and completed and just to kind of watch as the different meetings that I'm having kind of slowly edge towards each of those columns and moves from left to right, because it gives you a good visual overview of, am I really, you know, am I following up with the different meetings that I'm having? Am I, am I discussing things correctly with the clients? Are they really understanding the proposal that I'm sending to them? All of that kind of really good stuff becomes very apparent and in your face when you look at it from from a very visual point like that. So check that out.
Okay, a couple of things. First of all, I would really appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast. There is links all over the place to go and to do that. If you're on like iTunes or or any of the great Stitchers or, or podcast networks of this world, you will definitely find a link to subscribe to the podcast and please do. Second of all is to ask me questions. I've been thinking more about doing this and I would love to to do that. So if you have any questions, what would be the best? If you have any questions, go onto Instagram, find bkenny, and then send me a direct message. Or else email brian at bkenny.com. Or sorry, brian at minicorp.ie. Um, and then thirdly, and probably the most important, is to come and to say hi at our event. So on the 21st of August, our second Minicorp event, if you are in any way interested in product or deadly people, or just want to go and say hi, um, please do. It would be an absolute honor to have you to have you at the event. Um, so I'll leave a link to the meetup thing in the description as well. Okay, thank you all, you awesome humans, and go and have a great day.